never had a real life diva. Don't give up. Warning. Tits, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should have finished the Warning. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pacetto. <laughs> Real ass bitch, keep a fuck. What you say? Real ass bitch, keep a fuck. 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 Real ass Guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm Megan Pastetto. It is our new favorite day of the week, Jamie Doran Day. I have a whole episode of Jamie's uninterrupted organic flow for you again this week. For those of you who have lost count, I don't blame you. We are up to stage four. We are officially past the halfway mark. That means the end is near and that means tears for some of you and champagne for others. I personally am a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, not gonna lie. If you haven't already, go back and listen to stage one, two, and three before proceeding. Do not pass this point if you haven't caught up on all the Jamie episodes yet. The messages of support for Jamie were pouring in this week after the last episode where he really opened up about his mental health. He was incredibly brave and vulnerable during our chat and so nice to see such a positive response. So thank you to everyone who wrote in. I did pass all of the messages on to Jamie and I know that some of you even took the time to personally send him messages of support and I know that he appreciated that so much. Some of you told me that you even had the Jamie Doran tears flowing during the interview as well. So it's good to know that I was not the only one. I want to read out an email that I received in response to the episode because I feel like it just sums up exactly what I wanted to say so perfectly. So let me read it out. One listener wrote, I've been listening to the Jamie Doran miniseries and was slash am worried about his mental health. Listening to the series has been very enlightening and I want so much for things to pick up for him in his life. If you're in touch with him, please tell him he's not alone, that there are people out there, such as me, who know how it feels to be plunged into darkness and anguish over other people's perceptions of oneself. But it's important for us to keep going. It's a constant battle and we have to keep fighting the pain because we know we have friends and loved ones and in Jamie's case fans who would be hurt and devastated by our loss. Jamie may not see it now, but he has the strength to weather this storm and and any others that may come after. Sending him a lot of love from the other side of Oz. I'd send this directly to him, but I'm not on social media. Not a fan of it. So I hope you don't mind passing on the message. Seriously, just summarizes it so beautifully. And as hard as that is to read, she's so right. Like, I just want to emphasize that, you know, this applies to anyone else feeling the same as Jamie said he was feeling, to anyone else feeling like there is no other option. There is always another option. There is always someone who cares about you and there is always someone to talk to. If you or anyone you know is struggling, you can always contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 to speak to someone there who can support you as well. Now, I got another message that made me laugh a little bit. So I'll read that now to lighten the mood. They wrote, as someone who works in corporate affairs, the reputation management work you're effectively doing for Jamie should be charged at a rate of $1,000 per hour. 
This is seriously A-grade stuff. Not typically interested in these kinds of things, but this is fucking fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I am just asking Jamie some questions. He's the one telling his version of events, so I can't take full credit. But I mean, look, if anyone wants to pay me $1,000 per hour for my services, I won't say no. And I was actually thinking about it. As mentioned before on this podcast, I am not the best at maths, but the time spent in the cabin alone was six hours. So that's $6,000 Jamie owes me. <laughs> Plus the hundreds of hours spent editing, that equals, let's just say a lot of money. I could probably just retire now. Jamie, I will be invoicing you accordingly for my services as soon as I find a calculator. Speaking of invoicing, to pay for this free content, I do ask that you guys share this podcast around with everyone that you know, post a screenshot wherever you're listening to the podcast. Please also rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Grab your boyfriend's phone, leave a review on his account as well. Check their DMs while you're there too. Leave a review from your parents' phone, your grandparents' phone, from everyone's phone that you can get your dirty little hands on. You will seriously be doing God's work, so don't feel bad. And for your own benefit, join the So Dramatic community on Facebook. That is at So Dramatic Podcast when you're searching groups. So many exciting things are going to be happening in there over the holidays in the coming weeks. That is a promise you can hold me to. So make sure that you get involved. You will not regret it. It is the best group on Facebook. I may be a little biased, but still take my word for it. Don't forget to follow my non-shadow band account on Instagram. That's at So Dramatic Podcast. And if you haven't had enough of me after all of that, follow my personal account at Megan Pastetto for some less professional content and a few thirst traps thrown in for good measure. Coming up today, the moment we've all been waiting for, Jamie, aka the Erin Brockovich slash Elle Woods of reality TV, opens up for the first time ever about his infamous legal battle with Warner Brothers. Yes, he gives us all the never before her details and it's seriously worth the wait because he told me everything, including the actual reason he's suing them. And it's not just because of his stage five clinger edit. He also tells us about the recent and very important milestone development in the legal battle and also what he hopes to get out of it all in the end. Plus, he admits that he's not a fan of host Osher Ginsburg and he explains the shocking reason why. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. Someone coming here. Jamie, it's Jamie! Everybody run! Run, girls! <laughs> girls, run! Run! People know me as the stage five clinger. The stage five clinger. Just speaking on mental health, I know a lot of people were saying that you are mentally unwell and that you should never have been put on TV. Do you like agree with that? Looking back, do you feel like producers were negligent in casting you? Should they have maybe done better checks into seeing how you would cope with being on reality TV and being thrust into the limelight? No, no way. No way. The why what have people got on me i'm emotional i'm emotional that's why you see these reactions on tv i'm just a really emotional guy when i'm angry i show it when i'm happy i show it when i'm sad i show it when i'm frustrated i show it i live with naranga he's the most chilled guy i've met in my life but if i'm angry i just have my rant and he goes all right good on you mate and I, we just both get over it that's just how i am on Angie's season, when I went and cried in the garden, 
I just got it out. I was fine five minutes later. I was in there with the boys five minutes later. I just got to get it out. I'm not one of those guys that can hold on to emotions. And I wish more men were like that. So you're very good at expressing your emotion. And probably people aren't used to seeing guys express their emotion as freely as you do. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm good at at expressing emotion. I just... Do it. It just just happens. Like, it's just just sort of drop it a hat. It's like, boom. It's good. It's actually refreshing to see someone so open with their emotions and not holding back. Because a lot of guys just hold it in. Yeah, and that's why... they bottle it all up and then it just, it like, expresses itself in other ways. It just comes out in really ugly ways in other forms of their personality. At least you're, like, getting it all out there, having a good cry every now and then. It's probably good for people. And I'm happy. Like, when you see me, I'm really happy and... I, I think I'm I, I don't think they miss anything in the casting process. I've never been diagnosed with anything. You know, I've never I don't have ADHD, bipolar or anything. I've never been diagnosed with anything. Like I, I feel I've I've had a clean bill of health. I've Have you had tests done for any of that stuff or you just say you've no one's ever picked up on it? When I joined the fire department, we well, went you would through, have to do all those checks. We went through the most intense psychological testing and even testing. on bachelor so you've done a lot of psych tests in your time and, and in what it's all been fine i come through they go you 100 percent. everything's good i think people are just a little bit what's the, the word people are just a, a little bit thrown off by a the edit and just to how emotional i am and the intensity and you put all of those three together and people think that i'm not fit for reality television I, i'm it's Guys, I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel that everything is going on okay in my mind. I, I get people message me all the time, say you're funny, but you you need help. Your head case. I, I, nice. I get I get messages like that That's all fucked. the time. You know, and what's I'm, wrong with people? I'm 41 and I've gotten on pretty well my whole life. You're doing you okay. Know? Yeah, I'm doing okay. That's what I think you should remind yourself about as well. Yeah, you, like you're, you're doing good. Yeah. You're in a good place. You've, you're in a place of privilege. You've been on TV. You've got a good support system around you. You know, you've got. A, I've been. I've been all 117. You've got to remind con- yourself of that. Yeah. 100, been- 100, 100, I've been all seven continents. I've been 117 countries in the world. I've been a fireman for 20 years. So I have three. I think a lot of people don't know this. I've got three university bachelor degrees. Do you? What? Three. I've got a bachelor of environmental science. I've got a bachelor of health science, and I have a bachelor of teaching. A bachelor of teaching is a bit of a worry. Smart cookie. But um. 117 countries, all seven continents, been a fireman for 20 years. You're living a good life. And I feel, yeah, and I feel people are questioning my mental state. And I trust me, the only problem with my mental state now is I have PTSD from reality TV. That's it. There's nothing else going on here. And I might enjoy the occasional red wine too much. Do you think you've got a drug and alcohol problem? Is that the oh, issue? Who saying anything about drugs? <laughs> do you have an alcohol problem? Um, I don't do know. Do you feel like you drink too much? Because I know that you said last week yeah. you were drunk. You were drunk five nights of the week. Alcohol. Do you think the alcohol is maybe contributing? Because it's a depressant. Do you think it's contributing to your mental health in a negative way? I'm having trouble going out in public, not drinking. So you feel like the alcohol helps with your anxiety to manage it? It helps me deal with every Karen and Joe that sees me in the street and wants to talk about The Bachelor. And when I've had a few drinks, I seem to be able to absorb all that. And when I'm sober, it just rattles me. I'm the same. Like it helps to drink in the moment to manage your anxiety. But then the next day it makes your anxiety worse. So it's like... 
double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword of, okay, I'm going to feel good right now. It's going to help me manage it. But then in the long run, it's probably not helping my anxiety a lot. That's why I don't really drink that much. Yeah. Because I just feel like in the long run, it's just negatively affecting me and it's not helping. The other problem I have is every person I associate with... <laughs> not, is an not, alcoholic. Not Megan, is an alcoholic. <laughs> I.e. Jackson Garlic, Naranga. <laughs> not naming names. Tim, Kieran, all these boys that I hang out with, and my mates from Manly, Dean Wells, my mate Cam Bealy, like all, all these guys, they're, they're booze hounds. And I think every Australian is. I know. I kind of... It's hard not to be roped into it. You can go out sober. I've done it before. I did like six or nine months sober. You yeah. get used to it. It's not as fun, but you get used to it. Oh, you wake it. up with less ang- with less anxiety the next day and less regrets. That's one thing. Drunk people when I'm sober is my worst nightmare. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I have no patience. Maybe, maybe everyone's drinking to deal with you. Maybe Kieran and Tim are drinking to deal with you. Oh, You're wait. probably one of those drunk people. You oh, are one of those drunk people. 100%. Let's get on to the legal stuff. I feel like it's what everyone wants to know about, what's happening with the legal case. You just mentioned that you feel like you've got PTSD from reality TV. Is that what the court case is about? The court case is about 20 different things. And it ranges from, I feel Warner Brothers have lacked a duty of care with certain things. And that can be broken down. That's, I felt they didn't follow their two drink an hour policy at all. Oh, really? Because Jackson said that they were really strict with that. But then I know some of the girls have said that they fed them with alcohol. Bachelor in Paradise, I felt they were a little bit more strict. The Bachelorette, it was a free-for-all. Really? Yep. I always hear such conflicting things about the drink limit. And I feel like people are like, you're obsessed with asking about the drink limit. But it's because I'm literally like, I want to know what the truth is. Look, they had a list. Is it different per person? Like, were they more lenient with you than they were with Jackson, maybe? Or I don't know. I was me- free-for-all for everyone? I remember one night, Mitch... Mitch Gould was a guy that was on The Bachelorette. Good mate of mine, lives up in Harvey Bay. One night he had about 25 drinks next to his name. And he's going, how can this happen? There's not... (laughs) We weren't drinking for 12 hours. So how have I got 25 drinks next to my name? Like, they just... They get this list and and then I think they probably try to cover themselves. But even the the list is wrong. The list is wrong. They, They reckon they mark it off on a list. But even in Bachelor in Paradise, well... Cass didn't drink, so I would get my two drinks. And this is probably my fault, I guess. Cass didn't drink, so I'd go get her to get her two drinks an hour for me. Do do you know? Like, so I reckon Brittany and I sometimes having 10 drinks an hour. Easy. 10 drinks an hour? Easy. Me and what, that must, that's shots. How do you even drink that much liquid in an hour? No, pina, You'd be on the floor. Pina coladas. Would Ten you, pina coladas in an hour. Yeah, Brittany World and I were, were hitting it really hard in Fiji. Oh, your liver must be well-trained. Yeah. 10 pina coladas per hour. Holy shit. So I, I just, look, I just feel they failed their bit of duty of care. Or, also, the social media things. I would get people writing vile comments on their social media and they never screened them, deleted them. Oh, really? You know, there was no protection there. Even some of the promos, they'll put up of me. It was just fueling public hate. You know, the Roses one, when I'm walking in and Kieran's going, here comes the stage five clinger. Even, <laughs> even when I walked in on Paradise and all the animals ran away and the birds <laughs> flew away, like they they went so hard on me. And, and, uh, and the Star Wars. The Star Wars one, you know, twice. They did that, that twice. Um... It ranges from that. It ranges from being bullied 
and blackmailed when we're talking about the bro code before there's many different things uh, the audio cutting the, the vi- in paradise a lot of time they would show people's videos reactions about something like i did i did a nudie run as part of a <laughs> truth truth or dare game and i think they cut to alicia going oh gross and kira going that's disgusting they weren't even commenting on me it was on something else but they just kind of compile it so it's literally a lot of frankenbiting, a lot of just taking yeah. those reactions and placing them and moving them to wherever they feel like it. Yeah. But there's many things. It's Honestly, there's about 20 different things in my lawsuit. It's very complicated. It's very murky. But it's a, it's also about, yeah, the bullying by producers. It, it's manipulation where I wouldn't be released from interviews until I set a certain line, you know. And, uh, so they're basically forcing you to say something. What, we're not going to let you go to bed until you say this? Is that what type of things yeah, that they not say gonna, to you? I've been sitting in the interview room for two hours and say it this way. Can you say it this way? You know, on Paradise, I'd say, oh, do you remember when, like, Cass did this to Naranga? And I'd go, I don't even know what you're talking about. And they said, oh, well, can we just get you to comment on that? i go, well, what? I didn't see it. Well, can you just <laughs> say this line? Okay, well, tell me the line. And then I would say the line that they just told me to say. And oh, I, didn't no. even, I wasn't even there for it. Um but there's a range of things, you know. Also, just even being banned from exit media, um, you know. You know, it's. Uh, I don't think that was right. I, n- I never got to to have talk, say, to, to have my say. They didn't. Well, pay, they didn't pay me on time as well. You know, it's one thing they could have done was pay me on time. What do you mean they didn't pay you? What they withheld the pay? They just paid late. How they late? They meant to pay by a certain day, only by about ten days. But, but then I guess if they're making you guys stick to your contract yeah. and every single point in your contract, why shouldn't they have to stick to their points, which is paying on time? Yeah, I, I feel like Fair their enough. contract's in breach. I'm also a, a little bit upset about some things that happen in Paradise. One, they build me as this big star. So I'm on every billboard. I'm on, it, I'm on the side of every bus in Australia. And with Abby, Britt Hockley, Kieran and Tim, when everyone walks into Paradise, they all got interviewed, all four. But I'm the only one that didn't get interviewed that was on, on the promotional poster. They Osh had just refused to want to interview me. What and then well, all, It's just all four of them got interviewed. They would have four to got interviewed by Osha when you get the, you know. The, oh, okay. You meet Osha at the front. And yeah. You, okay. Yeah. You didn't do that? No. I was the only one that didn't get it. Why? I don't know. That's weird. Ask them. And then also with Paradise, our big souvenir, our big takeaway was the water bottles. And there's a famous incident where <laughs> Ellen is trying to teach me how to use the water bottle properly. And there are these blue water bottles from Paradise with our names on them. That was our big souvenir from the show. <laughs> Every contestant on Bachelor in Paradise, once it aired, got that water bottle, posted out to them. I'm the only contestant that didn't get it posted out. Why is that? Because you'd taken legal action? I don't know. They're probably like Jared's pop plant. They're all probably pissing in at the Warner Brothers office, I guess. <laughs> Let's be real. In the Jamie Shrine. It's, uh, you know, so I've, I've actually emailed them about three times. The lawyer from Warner Brothers, <laughs> three times, because that's all I'm allowed to talk to now, asking, where's my water bottle? And they still haven't given it to you. They just don't reply. That's slack. I know that sounds very spiteful, but that was our big souvenir. That was our takeaway from the show. Fair enough. And you want something to remember it with. Where are we at with the legal case? What's the, what's the latest? Because I know the last time it was reported that... So there's been a few things. 
you were trying to convince your co-stars to join a class action. Is that true? That's not true. I don't know where that came from. Me. I got told that. Oh. I had a few contestants message me saying, Jamie's lawyers contacted me um, seeing if I was keen to join his class action. I guess maybe it would make your case stronger if you had other people who had had similar experiences. So a few of, I think your lawyer reached out to a few of them. Oh, so yeah, that's without my knowledge. Oh, you didn't know that. I've actually rebutted that to people. So I have a lot of people from Love Island Farmer Wants a Husband or whatever that show is called, uh, Maths, they all, I regularly get DMs of people who want to join me and I say, I just want to do it on my own because the waters are already murky enough. I don't need someone from Love Island to, to come along. To complicate it. When I get my day in court and if I do get the decision, then I will guide you through this process, but let me do this on my own. So when... Yeah, when those rumors came out, it's actually the opposite. But I don't know what Keith, my lawyer, is doing. Maybe he was reaching out to people, So, but th- that had nothing to do with me. Where we're at at the moment is Warner Brothers are paying me a wage until we go to court. So Warner Brothers have an insurer and they are paying me a weekly wage now until we have our day in court. How much is the wage per week? They've got to pay me what I was earning prior to the show. I was working as a firefighter in a coal mine. I was getting $5,000 for a seven-day swing, but then I was having seven days off. So that equates to $2,500 a week. Ah, right. Okay. I mean, that's not bad. That's good. I would love $2,000 a week. I mean, I guess you've got – are they paying for your psych costs, your therapy costs? So they're covering that as well. Yeah, so I, I get taxed on that money as well. So I'm not getting that amount. I'm probably after tax getting seventeen hundred dollars or, or, or something. But but yes, yeah, so all, all my psych doctors' fees are all covered as and well. And how so, many times are you going to psych per week? And is that with the Warner Brothers psych, or do you have your independent psych? Both. So what you're wa- seeing two psychs? I'm seeing my own psych, and Warner Brothers recently have got me to see an independent psych probably a smart move so that's where that's where we are at the moment it's moving along everyone keeps asking me how's the legal how's the legal i don't know if everyone understands this stuff does not happen overnight this legal process has been since july we are now in november my legal team are saying we may not have our day in court for another 12 months another 12 months yeah, this- and then how long will the court process might take then another three years so it- you could be this could be going on for it- a few years this be going on for a long time wow that's a commitment all i want in this process is to set a precedent so other reality television people don't have to go through so past current and future people don't have to go through what i went through i they may refer to the Jamie Doran case in a hundred years' time. Who, who knows? Old Aaron Brockovich over here, right? Legally so, blonde three. Legally blonde, yeah, yeah. Australia's biggest himbo over here. And uh, look, who knows what's going to happen here? But that's what I want. I want my day in court. I want to get a decision on this. It's never happened. There has been a Nicole Prince incident with house rules, but that was against the other contestants. No one's ever taken on the production company. This is uncharted waters, and Warner Brothers, I feel, are extremely concerned if this passes, they it opens the floodgates for everyone. I, I believe they're going to try to settle. That's the other thing. If they do try to settle, would you take the settlement or you really do want to set a precedent? Is it precedent or precedent? Am I saying the wrong thing? <laughs> precedent. Is it? Precedent. Preced- oh, now I you're making me question what it is. Precedent? I think it's pre- I always precedent. precedent. Is it precedent? I think you wrote precedent this week, but uh, it's precedent. Pre- precedent. You're confusing me now. Precedent. 
I want to set a precedent. <laughs> I feel that's what I want to do. My lawyers, I don't know what they want to do. They're probably going to want to settle. It's probably in their best interest to settle. Because what, they're pro bono? They're pro bono. So you're not paying them? No. How did you find those lawyers? Isn't I, it the same one NASA had? <laughs> yep. So I found, I got put on to Keith Readenback through NASA. Love you, NASA. You are an absolute Australian icon, by the way, brother. I, I actually love that guy. You are a I legend. Love, I do love NASA, but he's a big troll. Oh, NASA, keep being you. You are the best, the funniest guy, mate. You're up there with me, with uh, Jules Bourne. You and Jules oh Bourne God. are the funniest men alive. As if he's like in the room. Um, You've got some competition. NASA wants to be the 2021 Bachelor. Yeah, too. I know. And Max Markson. So Max Markson and NASA put me on to Keith. My lawyer, Keith Riedenberg. So, Max Marks and your manager was fine for you to take Channel 10 to court? He's, was... encu- he's encouraging it. He is. Why? Because Max is all about... Publicity. Publicity. <laughs> Ma- I-, I think Max... If-, if Max had it his way, he'd have me running down the main street of Byron naked right now. Oh, my God. Ma- Max is like, any publicity is good pu- publicity. I love you, Max. Um, but... uh. Yeah, but so yeah, would you settle out of court, or you really want to set a precedent? I, I do want to set a precedent. So I was told last week that you were actually working on a deal with Warner Brothers, and that you would drop the case completely if they made you the 2021 Bachelor. Is that true? That's partially true, and it's going to sound like I'm contradicting everything that I'm working forwards with with my legal team. The reason I would consider something like that is because people would get the true perception of who I am. Not all this editing, not all this cutting up and audio frankenbiting. But how do you know that they're not going to do that? Well, they never seem to have done it with anyone, even the Badger. But you're, again, putting yourself up. There's a possibility that they might. You're then putting yourself in a vulnerable position where they might do that again to you and might fuck you over again. They did it with the Badger, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, it's risky. And, and look, I'm not saying I want to do that, but it's something that I would consider. It's something I'd be open to, but I think I'd prefer to just go to court and, and set that precedent. But why it bothers me from an outsider looking in is I'm actually sick of the lack of age diversity, cultural diversity. Why has there never been someone on The Bachelor that's been in a wheelchair? Why has there never been someone who has a disability on The Bachelor? You know, so true. that that bothers me, you know. I, I wouldn't mind being that guy. Why has there never been a 50-year-old woman, you know? And then you can have your 10 blonde bimbos, right? But get some get some diversity. Get some real... Get real some, people some real, instead of hot Instagram models. There. And, and I'm not having shots at Angie or uh, Lockie or anyone like that. But I think as well, you should go on there and go on it. I don't know how many single dates they get on that show. But like I said, Angie went on four or five... With four or five guys, multiple times. I think Tim went on about seven. So say you get 15 dates on that show and there's 22 people on it. I'll go on 15 dates with 15 people. You get enough time at the cocktail parties if you want. You, If you're Angie Kent or Lockie Gilbert, you can pull that person aside, take them to the no interruption area. It's called the Orchard or something. I can't remember. I never went there. But uh, I know Tim Hanley would know the name of it because he got dragged there every second cocktail party. And you can talk to that person as much as you like. I just feel they need a bachelor who wants age diversity, wants cultural diversity, wants disability diversity, and actually dates a lot of people on the show. Don't just pick your front runner and then hang out with them the whole time. You know, don't do the old Lockie 
what he did with Roxy, Bella, and Irina. Marg is one of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my life. The poor thing didn't even get shown on that show. Lockie didn't even give her five seconds. You know, it's it's frustrating to watch. I, I don't know. That's, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm contradicting myself here because at one minute I'm saying I'm all against Warner Brothers and all this, and the next minute I'm saying, well, I would be open to going on there, but it would only be to revamp that show. But just, I just feel like if you've had such a horrible experience with The Bachelor, why would you even want to be involved with it? Like, why would you put yourself in the position where the same thing could happen again? Yeah, good point. I don't think it's wise. Good point. And Take I, the money and run. Yeah, and I think I need someone like you to give me advice like that because right now my head is in the clouds a little bit with all of this legal. It's all all over the place at the moment. I don't even know where I am. So I don't even know when I'm coming or going lately. Mm. You know, when it comes to this stuff, you know, it's all... But you've even said how much Warner Brothers hate you. You don't think they'd want to get revenge on you if they drop the case and then... You'd have to have it written in a contract that you get portrayed a certain way, but who's to say they'll do it? Because even now you've got those these contracts where it's aren't the contracts airtight? Like you sign your life away saying they can portray you however they deem fit. They actually say that in the contract. So how do you think that you're going to be able to to sue them or to get any sort of money when it's you've signed that that contract? Yeah, well, has I- your lawyer said anything about that? No, because we're we're looping all of that. We're we're not going around that because I'm saying that I've suffered from what's happened. So it's I'm not. That's a defamation case. Like like if if oh, yeah. that's more that I know the point in the contract you're talking about. It's a very famous point in the like contract. you can't argue and say oh you edited me badly because you've given them permission to. So what yeah. are you? You're claiming damages from the show. What the show edited you has caused you damages and what lack of duty of care in terms of the comments that they didn't screen and and all this has had a de- detrimental effect on my mental health and so then that bypasses all of that part of the contract that part of the contract's more about defamination so that's more like the bill goldsmith way he was going he was sort of like who's in a contract law because they've done this to me and it didn't happen blah 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 mine's completely different i'm saying i'm suffering mentally and physically from my portrayal so this bypasses all that part of the contract but believe me they're on their knees at the moment because they're paying me a wage and i know they're going to do anything to stop this going to court because once a precedent is set people are going to run on the back of this for years reality tv as you know man you're blowing up look at you you're literally blowing up. Reality television is only getting bigger. Who watches Neighbours anymore? Like, who watches Home and Away anymore? I thought you wanted to go on Neighbours. Yeah, I don't know. It was once upon a time where I thought I would be pretty good on there. But it's, look, who watches that anymore? No one. So, are you saying that if they came to you and said, we'll, we'll give you a million dollars to drop the case, would you take it or would you actually go to the end, set the precedent so this doesn't happen to anyone else again? Are you ready for this? <laughs> Set the precedent. It's on tape. Everyone hears it. Set the precedent. Okay. It, they, there you go. You have it. It's very admirable. You know what I'd be doing? I'd be taking the million dollars and running as far away as I could. Look, my lawyers are going to hate me saying this. I want a dollar. I want a dollar. <laughs> I just want the decision. So you really do want the precedent set? Do yeah. you really do care about what happens to what's happened to past people, what's going to happen to future people. You don't want this to happen to anyone ever again. Okay, if I give you an example, 
If some 25-year-old girl goes on Love Island next year, gets a bad betrayal and jumps off a cliff, and I didn't do anything about it right right now, I'm, I'm going to wear that. I'm going to wear that on my conscience. I am. And I feel that if I carry on doing what I'm doing, I, I may stop something like that happening. Mm. That that That's honestly where I'm at. Such an admirable thing to do, oh, but, yeah. because I know how it's not stressful and how hectic court cases are. Like, it, like you said, it's going to go on for years and years and years. You're going to be dealing with this. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of emotional labor. Like, is it worth it? It it sucks. I'm I'm at the psych and the doctors every second day. Like, it's it's a headache. Like, and that could be your life for another four years. It's not fun. This was the tough road. I had two shows coming up. I was shortlisted for I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in the Jungle, and Tim and I got offered Celebrity Gogglebox. Oh, wow. So I've given up two shows to do this. Everyone thinks I'm doing this for more clicks on Instagram or Twitter or whatever people have. It has nothing to do with that. I, I sacrificed two television shows for this. This is not about fame. This is about doing the right thing. This is about protecting people who, like I said, reality TV is huge. Like, you, you won't even see... Isn't Neighbours on... Channel 13 now or something. It's not even on 10 anymore. They've put it on like their third channel. Like you're not even going to see any shows that aren't reality TV anymore. It'll be the news and it'll be reality TV. You know, there's about 100 Master Chefs out. There's about 100 (laughs) blocks. It's true. Every single show on TV is basically reality TV. Yeah. So, and it's just going to get bigger. And if someone kills themselves from a portrayal, I'm going to feel it. And and I feel that I, I... I want to do something. Maybe that it has got to do with Charlotte that sort of ignited this fire in me. But I'm I'm going to see this through to the end and and I'm confident I'm going to get a decision in court. I'm confident. I feel I have enough. And my legal team work on $750 an hour. They would not be wasting their time with me since July if they were not 100% sure mm. at pro bono that this is going to happen, that we're going to get a decision here. What is your desired outcome? Just the precedent being set or is do you want more or do you want compensation and the precedent? No, no compensation. Can you Just, get the compensation and you take the dollar and I'll take the rest yeah. of the amount? We'll probably, I'll take whatever you don't want. Well, probably, well, well you, have <laughs> what, you have what my lawyer... Oh, no, to be honest and... Donate it, I'll donate some to charity. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd like to donate it to mental health, to be honest, to men's mental health. My lawyers will take their cut. I'll take my dollar. And then the rest goes for men's mental health. Very admirable. Oh, well, that's just where I'm at. You know, that's just where I'm at at the moment. It's, uh, let's see what happens. It's, you know, I don't want to, I'm not trying to drag down Warner Brothers. I'm not, I'm not trying to drag these production companies down. I'm honestly, it's not, it's not my ulterior motive. It's just, I, I just want, I'm doing what I think is fair. And come on, it's 2020. Why has this not happened yet? Why am I the first guy that's mm. running down this gauntlet? I think because it's such a process and it's such a headache, and a lot of people wouldn't couldn't be bothered. Yeah. So you just you're basically just wanting to hold them accountable, and yeah, I don't think a lot of people could be bothered. They just want to have their five minutes of fame, possibly do another show. They don't want to risk not getting another show, and mm. yeah, I guess people can't be bothered. Like I said, I, I've lost two. And I would have enjoyed those shows. I'm not going to lie. I'm a celebrity. Get me out here in the jungle. Would have been a lot of fun. Even Jackie O was saying the other day how good I'd be on that show. She was saying it on two, uh, a couple of weeks ago. She was saying how good I'd be in the jungle. 
Tim and I, I know you're not the biggest fan of Tim, but we would have been pretty good on Celebrity Gogglebox. It would have been quite entertaining, I feel. It would have been Tim taking the piss out of me the whole time, but still would have been fun. Hey, I'm doing what I feel in my gut is right. It was like when I sent Eleanor... We didn't send Eleanor home, but I mean when I gave Brittany a rose and I let Eleanor walk. It's what I felt was in my heart was the right thing to do. I genuinely believe that that's why you're doing it, Like, because I know... You're a very thoughtful, caring person. I can genuinely tell that you're not doing it for clout. You're doing it because you genuinely would feel bad if someone did commit suicide after a show. Yeah. So good on you. You should be commended. It's a very brave thing to do, taking on Warner Brothers production. Yeah, it's scary. You should be proud. It is scary. If I disappear. (laughs) If you you go missing. (laughs) Don't say that. Yeah, no. Don't say that. You've got to see it through now. Yeah, no. It's um doing a good yeah, thing. We're, we're going through to the end. Good on you. Why have Warner Brothers deleted all photos of you, all traces of you from their social media? Is that to do with the court case as well? I'm not sure. I'm actually also deleted from Ellie Miles' social media. If you, if you go through Ellie Miles' social media, every photo I had with her is gone. Disappeared. Wow. She's blocked me too, so I guess it's Warner Brothers in there yeah, telling I'm, I'm, not I'm, to associate with Megan and Jamie, the two devils. Ellie's actually That's interesting. A, Ellie's a really good friend of mine, but if you go on her Instagram, the photos of me are history gone. And they're gone from the Channel 10 pages as well. I, I, I wasn't aware of that until now. Also, I'm the only person on Bachelor in Paradise, if you go on 10 Play, I'm the only one that doesn't have an exit interview. Everyone, even the guy, Tim, one of the clean skins that was there for 24 minutes, even he has an exit interview on the 10 Play app, but they've deleted my exit interview. Uh, I've also been told that the new contestants have all been told, do not associate <laughs> and do not talk to Jamie Doran. And that's all the girls on Lockie's season and all the guys on Ellie and Becky's season have been told not to associate with me. Welcome to my life. That's what they tell them about me as well. Then, it's hurtful because you they've even said to people about me, oh, like we said before, don't talk to her, don't trust her, she's evil. It's it's hurtful because I'm like, that's not who I am. Also, Osha, look, I've always had a funny relationship with Osha, to be honest. The first time I met Osha, I said, g'day, Osh. And he goes, it's Osha. Or like got fired up and angry. And I was like, all right, good on you, mate. Calm down. And then we had a couple cocktail parties. This is on Angie's season. And a couple times, like, I just went to give him a hug and he all clammed up and like, oh, don't, <laughs> don't, don't touch me. And I was like, oh, g- good on you, mate. And then he don't just touched me. And then he, like, really took to me on his Twitter, you know, every time the word is not ingenuine. And then it was like, take a shot every time Jamie says devastated or heartbroken. I hope you guys know I said devastated and heartbroken once and Warner Brothers just soundbited it over and over and over again at every rose ah. ceremony. Like, it's ridiculous. But then Osha knows that. He still trolls me on his just Twitter. playing the game. <laughs> trolls me on his Twitter or whatever, or twat or whatever that guy's on. And I'm the only guy, do you know I'm the only guy from the Bachelor in Paradise cast that Osha doesn't follow on Instagram? <laughs> Is that why you don't like him? No, I just he's never said a nice word to me. When we're in paradise, you know when everyone's sitting around, and a lot of it didn't make yet, but everyone's sitting around, he arrives, and he goes, oh, Osha's here, Osha's here, right? <laughs> Osha! Yeah, yeah, right. Look, it's Osha! Yeah, what we, did Mary say? I, I want to talk about that as well. But what does Mary say? Osha! 
Tasha, Tasha. But every, every time he'd walk in, he'd make a joke at me. He'd go, oh, here's everyone. Oh, Jamie. Oh, just let you know, you're not Santa Claus. You can't hand out roses to everyone again tonight. You know, like he'd always come in and have a shot at me. And I wouldn't mind if like he was a friend of mine, but he was like being a bit of a bully. And I'll tell you the funny thing about Osher is when that bloke would rock up on The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, you'd turn around and you'd go, oh, Osher's here, and everyone would go, oh, here's this guy again. You know, he's going to come in and pop pop 20 dad jokes, right? <laughs> and then the producer would run over and go, guys, you can't be like that. More energy. It's Osher. It's Osher. And everyone oh, go, so they make you? Yeah. Because I'm always like, why is everyone so excited yeah, to re- see Osher? They reshoot about seven times. Get out. So, so, so no so, one's really like excited nah, to see Osher. Nah, mate. Everyone's like annoyed the <laughs> everyone's bloke. Everyone's like not even batting an eyelid. Mate, everyone annoyed the bloke's there. Everyone's annoyed he comes in and combing his hair and all of that. <laughs> and then it, by take seven, we're still all going, hey, Osher's here. <laughs> hey. And then they're like, no, nah, more energy. To the point where we can all about take 32 and it's like, Osher! Osha! It's Andrew G. Andrew G's showing up. It's Andrew G. Like, and, and we're jumping out of our skins, you know. And then he's like, ah oh, ha ha ha. And so then what, they're literally making you guys be Osha's hype cheer mate, squad. That many reshoots. That's the most that's in his reshoots. Contract. You need to make sure the contestants oh. are act excited when I walk in, mate. That's and, so funny. That's tea. And then that's a, the like, tea right and, there. and then the first time, like, I tried to like bro out with him a f- first few times and he's just like yeah whatever mate and then he and then he kind of like he tries to set the scene so he gets everyone kind of all in front of him and then he'll do something like and he'll go on the way over here I saw a goat <laughs> <laughs> and he's like tells it and everyone's going what mate that's not even a funny joke dude you know like but oh, it's just it's just odd the whole Osher thing's odd, it is like, odd. it's just odd but the fact they have to hype him up so much and I don't know, the bloke's just never said a nice thing to me ever. And then he, he jumps on and he bangs on about mental health and everything on his Instagram. I, I, he did this big story in his Instagram after the Tim incident, you know, the breakdown incident, whatever everyone likes oh, to call it. He said there was significant support for cast members on the show. Everyone has adequate access to support, I guess. Uh, is that true? It is, but you know the irony of that. The bloke's never reached out to me once in his life. Talks to everyone else on Instagram, talks to Naranga, talks to everyone else, bangs on about mental health. The bloke has never reached out to me once, ever, right? Like, how's the irony that he's banging on about mental health? There is support. Look, there is support. After Paradise, you have this lady, she's called the Wellness Woman. She rings you once a fortnight. Yeah, her name's Sarah. She rings up and she checks in with you. That's great. But everything gets relayed back to Warner Brothers. Mm. So what do I want to tell them? I don't want to tell them I want to jump off North Head because that all gets relayed back to Warner Brothers. She's an employee of Warner Brothers. So I, I don't I don't trust it. I, in the end, I just told them to stop calling me. I said, I'm going to go. And, and they did respect that. And, and But I know they're only doing it just to cover themselves for stuff like this happens with me. That's why they're doing it so because when we go to court, they're going to say, well, we provided you with this woman. Did you ask them to, if you could have your independent psychologist and they would cover the cost? No, I'm not that smart to ask that, Megan. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. No. I think that's an option if you push it. Yeah. But no, well, that's what's happening now. That that just happened automatically. Right. Through, But uh, yeah, but... Can I read out some tea you dropped about Osher in the Facebook group recently? Yeah. You said, I'm going to stay diplomatic here, but Osher's not the nicest bloke I've met in my life. Put it that way. He has continued to mock me on his Twitter account over two seasons. Just one example why I'm not a massive fan of the bloke. 
speaks about mental health when it suits him and his agenda. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, that's true. I feel that... Well, I hope you agree. You wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. All right, let me do that again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait. How to do it? Sorry, let, let, let's start again. Oh, all right, start again. Osher claims to bang on about mental health, but he's never reached out to me, ever. And if you're so concerned about mental health, the guy that's suffering the most... And he knows I'm suffering the most. It's out there in public. Out of anyone that's probably ever been on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise or any of these summer Bachelor shows that they have or these spin-off shows, you'd reach out to that bloke, wouldn't you? No, never heard from him. So, you know, he tries to portray this big mental health guy in the media, but behind the scenes, nah, mate. So you're saying if he actually did care about your mental health like he said he did, he would have reached out and said, are you okay, Jamie? Yeah, not going public with it. Not posted it on Twitter. Yeah. And always mock me on his Twitter account. So his words should match his actions. Yeah. Or his actions should match his words. <laughs> Whatever that saying is. It's, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big Osher fan. I'm not going to lie. And <laughs> to be honest, I, love I, your honesty. I actually think I'll do a better job than him. <laughs> oh, and, and I, I, I don't, I think that's why he might not be a fan of me because in the Bachelorette, I kept saying, as a joke, I would keep saying, I'm coming for your job, Osher. When you retire because you're pretty old. Do you think that's maybe why he was joking back with you all the time? Because you were joking with him? I don't think so because, mate, if he... <laughs> if was... you're taking digs saying, I'm going to come for your job, and then maybe he's got every right to say, what did he say about you? What was the joke? Oh, I don't know. He just about... make, make those jokes about you all the time? Yeah, I don't know. He just he, he banged on about ingenuine. He banged on about devastated and heartbreak. <laughs> Take a shot every time Jamie Doran says <laughs> the word heartbroken. You know, and then I, I just remember another one on his Twitter. I don't even have Twitter. People just send me this rubbish. And then he said, the word is not ingenuine. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, mate, if that's the wrong word, get your stupid producers to tell me that it's disingenuous <laughs> so I don't say ingenuine for four episodes. For two seasons. Oh, my goodness. Like, help, give, <sighs> help the bloke out of it, all right? Fair enough. So, feuding with Osha... There's a few other people you're feuding with. Can we go through some of them? You're feuding with Kira. What happened with Kira McNuggets, you called her? <laughs> oh, Kira. I didn't even know who Kira was when she came to Paradise, to be honest. <laughs> How do you not know Kira? She's batchy royalty. You're not, you're not going. I am going, bro. No, you're not walking out. Bro, I'll see you on the no, outside. No, 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 Tim. Relax. No, no. Tim, please. <laughs> How much you mean to me, bro? I'll see you on the outside. I'm not going. You're not going. I'm 100% going. That's all the Jamie Doran I've got for you guys today. Next episode on Tuesday, we have our final stage. Stage five of the Stage Five Clinger series. Oh, I feel so sad saying that. The end is near. And I don't know if I'm ready to let Jamie go just yet. <laughs> Jamie must be devoted knowing that his 15 minutes is almost up again. Or should I say his five hours is almost up. He spills the tea about his feud with Kira Maguire. He clears up those Chelsea McLeod rumors and answers all of your burning questions. Plus lots more, including the secret to his youthful appearance. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Jamie finally drops his skincare regime and tells us the secret to looking 21 at 41. 
one. Plus, on Friday, don't forget I have our normal juicy episode, part two of my summer series edition with Narenga, our new favorite tea spiller, and lots of batchy gossip coming your way. I have all the updates from Bachelor in Bondi. I'm sure you guys saw it over the weekend. All of the Bachelor contestants had a reunion of sorts, their own Bachelor in Paradise. It was dubbed Bachelor in Bondi, so I've got all the gossip from that. So much happened on the weekend. I cannot wait to spill on that. If you enjoyed this episode, which I know is all of you, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars only, of course. Please keep sharing So Dramatic Around more than Jamie shares himself around the comment section on Instagram. Thank you for listening to a special episode of So Dramatic. See you on Friday. Ciao for now. Kind regards. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go to. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.